0: I'm being serious. When I was little, a teacher told me that it's okay to start a sentence with and, and I just ran with it. What's her name? I don't know. What's her name? I I truly, I don't know. I was going to criticize a lot for my writing, and she gave me solace. If you don't feel
1: comfortable saying her name on the air, write it down. What's her name? I I don't
0: remember.
1: I'll tell you what. There's one time and one time only that you can start a sentence with and. Okay. And I
0: (laughs) will always always love So, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, well, let's try this again. And it all started... (laughs) And it
1: all... (laughs) No, I wanted to, though. I
0: wanted... (laughs) It's so hard. Okay, break bad habits. It all started with a phone call. A worried girl calls her grandpa, frantic as hell, and she's wondering where her mother is because they haven't spoken in days. It would take police almost a whole month to track her down, but when they do, nothing is as it seems. And in my notes, I say Selena Gomez taught us best.
1: I was thinking that in my head. The music for Wizards of Wisdom. Yeah, that's like. God damn it.
0: What has Disney oh Channel done to us? Oh. How us so many important life lessons. Do you know, actually,
1: growing up, my friends um, would, like, make fun of me because my personality was so Disney Channel that they were like, get on that goddamn channel right now and my friend Zach, who actually made our music, he used to tease me. He made up this whole like thing that I am my I would get casted for a show on Disney Channel, and it would be called Mimi like goes to or whatever, and like every episode would be like Mimi goes to the park. Mimi doesn't. Oh I'm Mimi, and I mean, it's sad I how fitting even that be is. Mad at it.
0: <laughs> fitting, <laughs> like you know when the shoe fits just right, and you're like mm, I don't know. <laughs> That's what that was. We are your co-hosts, Sherry We Stein. don't say that! Yes,
1: we do! No, we just say host! Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> if Bye. you guys could tell, this is season three. <laughs> and it's a little it's a little bumpy, but <clears throat> we're getting way too comfy. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> three but seasons I like it. and We Are Comfy. Good. We are your hosts, Sherry Ferreira. And Helen Allen. This is the chalk line.
1: Good evening, everyone, and the highlights of the news this
0: Thursday. Okay, so I am so excited to retell this case. It's of Marion Carver, and I got a lot of interest about it because... I first heard the Amy Lynn Bradley case, which mm-hmm. has so many similar details to this one. Right. But I wanted to tell one that wasn't as widely known. So I was like, oh, bonus points. Like, this is really <laughs> okay, good. I'm sorry, but I was just so excited.
1: No, I, and I, like, listen, I will tell you what, you guys. Um, I'm a squirrel when it comes to these cases. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I absolutely <laughs> love learning about them, but then my brain just, like, conflates, like, details from other cases. And it's not to say that... Each victim doesn't get justice in my head as, like, their own victim. Like, I will never be like, well, was Marion Carver the one who was killed by her friends? The death of a cheerleader? I would never think that. I do know Marion Carver, the cruise ship, da-da-da. But, like, the details escape me. You know what I mean? Fully. So I'm excited to dive right back into this case, hear it again from a fresh perspective. I think now there's, like, a clear-cut difference between the way we tell cases now and, like, the way we analyze them. Fully I'm so excited. And
0: I think when you hear this again, our perspectives are gonna shift on what we thought might have happened to Marion. Ooh, okay. So it's it's really interesting looking back up the information. So here we go. Here we go. Okay. So rules on the sea. Like what kind of laws are out in the ocean?
1: We're getting right into it.
0: Yeah, there are none.
1: That's the thing. It's lawless. There
0: are, it's a lawless it land. It is not land.
1: It is lawless.
0: There's tumbleweed going over the waves. Like, there's, it's barren. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you saying? That places where there's tumbleweed, there's no laws? <laughs> well, I mean, you said lawless land, and my mind immediately went to, like, Western. but Right, like a standoff. Yeah, but I mean, that's how it is out there, because yeah. of this thing called Flag of Convenience, which allows any ship to fly and be taxed under basically whatever country they want. So... They get to pick and choose what country has less laws, and they get to abide by them. Really Mm -hmm. crazy.
1: So is this a thing to this day?
0: Yes. Okay. And the country they register under then becomes the ship's, quote, flag state, and it just it gives them so much leeway. So
1: in that sense, are they, like, let's say, like, is it kind of like having, like, an embassy? Like, is it, like, you have to... Like let's say you yeah, commit a crime like, on board, would you have to go to jail in the country that the ship is registered under? Not unless it wasn't reported. Well, I know they're sketchy so, as hell on cruise ships. Don't don't get me wrong. I know yeah, that. But yeah, you would essentially but have like, to like if you were prosecuted for a crime that you committed on in the cruise ship, would you serve your sentence in the country is that it I believe so. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And mind you, this is like a hundred year old tax code and <laughs> That was something I put in the last episode, and then when I looked it back up, it was just in like the 1920s. But I love the well, drama. Well, that
1: is 102 <laughs> it, years old now,
0: right? And I love the drama of saying a hundred-year-old tax code. I know so it's very dramatic.
1: This. That's like when when I found out that like Pablo Picasso was like alive and well in the 60s. <laughs>
0: Please, right? Is that? Pablo Who Picasso, is that? like Picasso. Yes, honey. I never heard his first
1: name. His Um, name
0: could have fully been like Joffrey, and I would have been like, "Yep, that's Picasso." No, (laughs) Pablo
1: Picasso, please. (laughs) What a name. How could you get that wrong? I don't know. But anyway, I don't know if even the 60s is right, but he was, like, alive and well, like, during many times that we speak of today as if they were yesterday. And I'm like,
0: wait a minute. You're not dead as a doornail?
1: Like, (laughs) well, he is now. No offense, Bubba. Love your work. Love your work. I've seen all of it. It's the first time I've ever said love your work, and I mean
0: it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just to recap, a bunch of fucked up shit happens overseas, and... They also get to pay their workers less, have poor working conditions, and most importantly, crime is just really like an iffy thing. You know, like it doesn't It have all to-
1: depends on how much people
0: want to do. Exactly. On board.
1: yeah, Fully.
0: Yeah. Fully. No one has an obligation to report or do all the normal things we would normally do here in the US. Right. Which makes sense, I guess, because it is on international water and not on US oil. U.S. soil, U.S. soil, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure we both agree that's kind of fucked that it's up to like the discretion of the workers, and it's just this sort of sort of thing that's embedded within the cruise ships. Well, I just feel
1: like also like it should ha- it should be bound to the country it t- it took off in. If you get on a cruise in Greece, like you bet your ass you're being prosecuted in Greece. You know what I mean? If you're getting on a cruise in the U.S., it should be U.S. law. I don't think it makes. I mean, and I get it. It's like planes. Like they don't always take off from the same place. Da da da. But like, each trip should be individually different because the people that are coming on board of that trip, they're used to U.S. laws. It would just be helpful for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know? What and I'm it would saying? be easier to track them as well. And it just, you know, right? Because if
1: if they were obligated mm. to call a U.S. police or like the FBI or something like that, how much easier would it be to figure out? To get to the bottom of these things for U.S. citizens, if it were just U.S. people involved. Exactly. It would make it easier on everyone. Because then these these missing person cases or these, like, murder cases, whatever, what have you, there's way too many tragedies on these cruise ships, um... But they wouldn't be so hard on the because no matter what, they end up going back to the to the US and they end up trying to do the work and trying to do the investigations and how much easier would it be if it had just started off as a US thing. Agreed. Or wherever the
0: country you Yeah, know. W- completely understand. The last thing I will say is that doing the research alone for this tax code brought me to like hundreds of different law office websites of like people who solely represent people who have been like done wrong on cruise ships that wasn't the perfect English no I love but, it yeah, okay good and good. I
1: you guys we just so you guys know and this is useless information to to you listeners but we like look at each other's notes when we do these episodes <laughs> I had nothing to do with these notes because this is sherry delivering the episode. But she has cruise ship fuckery right next to it like, as a side note, and I just feel like let's be fully transparent. I love that. No, that can... I, I was like, what
0: a cruise ship wrongdoings. Like, how do you? I don't know what to is about. No, say it's just that. cruise
1: ship fuckery. Cruise it's ship just fuckery all around. Well, because it, and we're not making light of the tragedies, of course. But it is, like, a crazy thing to wrap your head around that, like, all of these things can happen and it's, like, essentially the B- Bermuda Triangle for crime. Fully. It's just, like, Everyone's it's, like, I don't know.
0: Well, it's not my problem. So let's get in to this case. Marion Carver. She is living in Cambridge, Massachusetts at this time that this whole thing goes down and it's August 2004. Okay. She used to work at an, as an investment banker Um, But at this time, she was unemployed and living off a trust fund and her past investments. Okay, Marion, get it. I fully, I was like... um, What a life. What a life. Live your life, girl. Live your life. She was 40 at the time and things weren't going so great. Marion was dealing with a divorce and losing custody of her 13-year-old daughter. This is another thing that I didn't really get into the first time around we recorded this because I didn't want it to lose focus of... Maybe what could have happened to Marion, but looking back now, it's vital to include this information. Oh, okay. Um, and we'll get into that more later on. It's important to note that Marion ended her marriage in the year 2000, and for unknown reasons, she lost custody afterwards.
1: Okay, so this is now, like, a four-year thing happening. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. So she's really going through it. Going through and, the ringer. like, girl. not
1: just her. Her husband, I'm sure. Her ex-husband and her her daughter also. Yeah.
0: And trigger warning, This, I'd say it's a fair assumption to make, but it might have caused her to sink into a depression, and she did make threats of suicide and self-harm.
1: Oh, she did? Yeah, she
0: did. I'm not saying that, like, she might have led to it, like, she had depression at this time, um, or at least around the time of the divorce. Okay, and And do you mean in 2000
1: or in 2004 when this takes place? In
0: 2000. Okay, got it. So that's also important to know. Thanks for keeping me on track. Thank you,
1: you're welcome. (laughs) I was just, yeah, I was like, um, oh, what
0: it's like to be a woman. Right. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, that, <laughs> another podcast. Another podcast. <laughs> However, there's no evidence of her attempting suicide. That's also important to know. But like we just settled, it's four years later and she decides she wants to go on a cruise ship. And she's even writing poetry around this time, which is. Makes me think that, okay, she, like, I feel like that's a that's a healing.
1: Absolutely. I don't it's know like an outlet to, like, you know, channel her feelings and, like, put them towards some sort of use. Yeah. I'm sure
0: it's, you know, a way to heal in the future. Yeah. my mind, I was like, who just picks up a pen and is like, I'm going to write some poetry. Like, I feel like that has, like, to Me from... at 14. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, I haven't written a damn thing since, but, well,
0: man, I was good. Was it healing?
1: Sherry, I-, <laughs>
0: the you're giving, yeah. the, I wish you guys could see the look she gave me. I'll tell you what. What?
1: There's not a lot of creative outlets where you can just talk shit. Right. Through rhyming. <laughs> and you got creative with
0: it. You were like. I was like, I just don't know why I haven't been discovered yet. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Marion's family describes her as being very vivacious and independent and sort of that like, quote, like, free spirit vibe. So this is all tracks to me, you know?
1: hmm Well, I mean, that's why she ended up going on her cruise, right? From what I recall, one of the only things I remember
0: about this case is she was a badass who went alone. Yeah. So she books a round-trip ticket for a seven-day cruise on the Mercury, a ship under the celebrity line of cruise ships, which is the very same line of ships owned by the Royal Caribbean. Okay. Marion would get on the ship in Seattle and then finish off in Alaska. So, nice. it's been about two days into Marion's trip, and if you remember from our intro, is that what it's called? Intro? What are you I? talking about? Like, from the intro, because I was like, her dad gets a call, and the daughter is wondering, where is her mother?
1: That's what I'm getting into right we now. We were so distracted during the intro today, I, that's out the window for
0: my okay. brain. For those who are actually, <laughs> no, for those who are listening, it's, okay. I was it's... listening, I swear. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> no. It's two days into Marion's trip, and her father, Kendall Carver, gets a call from her daughter. And like I said before, she was frantic and kept asking him where Marion was because she has been calling her, and she hasn't gotten a response in several days. It's just been radio saying, silent. I, saying, I text
1: my mom, and if she doesn't answer, 10 minutes later, I call her. I mean, you me know too. how I am. Oh.
0: You oh know my me. God. I miss one of Helen's texts. <laughs> I haven't. I call not police. I <laughs> I have a drone outside my house with heat radiation. <laughs> and attachment. even the listeners
1: know this by now because this is not the first time we've brought it no, up. <laughs>
0: it's, it's really not. And it's funny because I'm not this needy with Matt.
1: It's just right. you and my mom. <laughs> I love
0: though. I love it. Marion's parents get to work to try to track her down, but no one can find her. And eventually they do file a missing persons report on September 7th. But it isn't until weeks later that police find out Marion purchased a ticket for a cruise ship.
1: Right. And so I think this is important to touch on. Like, I mean, Marion didn't tell a damn soul that she was going. Yeah.
0: Which I
1: do think she's a badass for going on a cruise by herself. But could you tell someone? A little bit, yeah. When you're going somewhere by yourself, could you just let someone know? Even if it's, like, your bank.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because it (laughs) would have saved so much time during their investigating. I mean... But Wait, literally... not
1: even that. It's just, like, maybe people would have been checking checking up on her more often. And then, like, if if she did feel in danger at any point, she would have had a person to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to this place on the cruise. Like, I just, I, I, I'm not victim blaming whatsoever at all. But in hindsight, you know, it's always 2020. Mm-hmm. 20. We can learn from these things. If you're going somewhere by yourself, even if it's the grocery store, tell somebody. Tell someone.
0: Yeah, so the detective investigating her case found out she had gone on vacation by accessing her credit card records.
1: So that's okay. how they
0: came so to she find out. So she did tell her bank by buying the ticket, but I mean, uh, I kind don't of <laughs> on that. Like I said, this is weeks later and Marion's trip was supposed to end. It was only a seven day trip. Right. So that's like an extra concern for them to so, like, okay, she's not at home. Even if she did want to go on this trip by herself, like she would have called us by now. Surely. Yeah. yeah. Once the police contacted the cruise line, it took them three days to confirm Marion had even been on the cruise, making it a total of 26 days after she had disappeared. They also confirmed that she did, in fact, board the ship. So it wasn't like something happened prior to her getting on. But after the second night, she didn't use her room. Mm
1: -hmm. So like, okay, she's been. So and they know this. I remember you explaining this before. Mm -hmm. Could you just explain it again? Explain what? How they were able to track, like, her spending on the cruise ship.
0: So, she didn't...
1: So, Like, when you say she wasn't using her room, what do you mean?
0: Like, she didn't go into her room after the second night. There was no activity of her using the key card. Right. And the cruise ship is like, this isn't strange that she wasn't in her room after the second night because she could have gotten off in Vancouver or, like, any of the other stops that they were going along on this cruise. Yeah,
1: but I'll tell you what, no one just gets off and then doesn't get back on. Guess what? That's their ride. Like you know, that's what they paid for. Yeah, like she paid for the whole seven days. You bet your ass she's gonna stay seven days. And also on top of that, like when she gets to Vancouver and the ship takes off, what's she supposed to do? You know?
0: I know. Like is she just gonna be stranded there? I don't know. It was it was wonky as hell.
1: I like wonky as hell. That's like when they tell you like we can't look for that person they're eighteen, so they just ran away. Yeah. It's like you're just
0: lazy. That's what it is. Just just be honest. You you don't feel like using your resources. And they also didn't have a record to confirm that she had departed from the boat. So that theory is, like, in the trash. It's like, so,
1: okay, anyone could say anything and just hope it sticks.
0: Yeah. No one is cooperating with the family, and no one, I mean, the cruise ship that, like, who had all these people on it and was like, um, I don't know, actually. I mean, they were on the ship, but, like, you know, everyone's on the ship. Like, it's very that... Uh Uh-huh. And no one's even making an attempt to help them besides providing basic information. Like, they could only provide a blurry picture of Marion getting on the ship. And we're like, here, she was on, but I don't know the rest. Going forward, I'm going to be referring to the ship Marion was on as Celebrity Cruises. Just as a reminder, she was on the ship called the Mercury, but it was under the Celebrity Line of Cruise Ships, which are the ones owned by Royal Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of boom, 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 you know. Yeah. Yeah. So a huge part of why Celebrity Cruises was withholding information was because of Royal Caribbean not wanting to get in trouble and not wanting to get involved with Marion. Like, they fully were just, like, wiping their hands clean of the entire situation.
1: Isn't it nuts? And I can't, like, this happens so often with any kind of corporation or,
0: like... Um, yeah, no, this is applicable to, like, to a anything. lot of like, things. I mean,
1: like, hotels, when something bad happens at a hotel, they don't want to advertise that a bad thing happened there. Like, like someone dying in a hotel room or mm. being murdered in a hotel room. That happens more often than you would think, um, but people don't hear about it as much because they like to keep it very hush-hush because it looks bad on their behalf, and it, and it could cost business.
0: All right, but it's like, wouldn't it look better on your behalf of... Yeah, this happened at this place. Could have happened anywhere. But they also helped the family. And that's the
1: thing. It's like, don't don't we know by now that, like, you could be in the most beautiful, wonderful, like, upper-class place in the world, and still bad shit can happen there. Like, it just can happen anywhere, so... I personally will never go on a cruise that I know these bozos run. <laughs> if, if I think like that they, they did a bad job with Marion, why am I ever gonna go again? But if I find out, like, oh my God, that person got murdered on that cruise, but guess what? The cruise ship hauled ass to find answers. And <laughs> I just, <laughs> sorry, I know I say hauled ass way too much. Um, but then they, and they found the answers and they gave the family justice and like that's a cruise line I can respect. Do you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly.
0: And you know what? Maybe let's try something different after the past like hundred years of it not going right. Yeah. You guess know? what?
1: You're sketchy ass law abiding. I don't like it. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> Maybe less crimes would happen if you were more you know, involved in wanting to help, also, you know? Also, like,
1: maybe more crimes are happening because of your sketchy, weird evading the law by being on the middle of the ocean and choosing the most random country to go by their law No, and stuff. totally.
0: There's, like, a list of, like, five countries, like, the top five countries that every ship registers. I know I'm like, okay, you guys have, like, a fan club? What the fuck I is this? I mean, like, ugh, it's, it's ridiculous. But Marion's dad puts it best in an interview he did with Primetime, and he says, quote, it seemed like kind of a rather basic thing. If you put 2,000 people on a ship, you ought to know if 2,000 people got off the ship. They didn't know that. They couldn't tell us that.
1: Well, yeah. It's like, um, yeah. did no one have the clickers that they have at TJ Maxx now because
0: of COVID? <laughs> you know
1: up. what I'm saying? Like, when you walk in the store and they're like, that's it. 14,000 people are yep. in this they're store. Like, Cut it off, people.
0: <laughs> I love that phrase.
1: 14,000
0: people could be in TJ Maxx. Right. So all they know is that the last known sighting of their daughter... At this point was over a month ago, and that's just based on the cruise line confirming she boarded the ship. And it's just it's a it's so annoying and frustrating. And it isn't until later on that the family finds out that someone actually reported her missing.
1: <sighs> yeah. Marian's St- my delayed gasp because I <laughs> yeah. was reading your notes and then that- <laughs>
0: <laughs> three seconds later, after <sighs> Helen jumping ahead. <laughs> Yes, hello.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. This is why I can't have them in front. I'm putting them away. Okay. I cannot have them in front of okay. me. I do
0: worse. That's fine.
1: So wow. Okay. So who who? Who is it?
0: Marion Stewart. And he reported who? Stewart? Like the person that oversees like the cabin and like up like I
1: thought you said Marion Stewart. And I was like, uh, another Marion. <laughs>
0: can't keep this straight. <laughs> Alright, sorry. I my brain's not working. It's Marion Stewart. But I mean, First time hearing it, I bet someone listening to this was like, oh, thank God you cleared that up. I did I know. not want to sound like the idiot. <laughs> well, on the wrong page here. Okay. <laughs> no. He reported her missing the same day she disappeared. Wow. Not only that, but he kept reporting her missing every single day after that for the remainder of the voyage. Oh my God. And I put this in my notes and I kept it here. I was so like, I was like, oh my God, hopefully she doesn't get mad at me for saying the word voyage.
1: Did I get mad last time? I think so. Hmm.
0: I must be numb to it now. <laughs> voyage. Yeah. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. <laughs> That's oh, my what God. I always think of when I hear voyage. Me too. It's like one of those weird words. It's like, is this still a thing? But it is. So the hero and only person on the ship with a heart, um, <coughs> which is her steward, his name is Domingo Montero.
1: (gasps) I remember Domingo! Mm -hmm.
0: Love him. He was relentless in reporting Marion being missing from her cabin and noted that all her belongings had been untouched since the second night. Mm. When Montero went to check on Marion's cabin the second day, he found that her bed had not been slept in. There was a generous tip left for him, a manila envelope with unknown contents left behind, along with her belongings, including the only pair of shoes she brought. Now, I think I put... Can I ask a question? Sure.
1: I don't know if you have the answer. Okay. Because um, it's kind of something I wouldn't have looked up, but but listening to it, I do. The generous tip stands out to me, kind of. Well, that's...
0: Um, did he note that it was bigger than before? I'm not sure. I just know that it was. I guess it was more than what she was leaving before. Because that's what I'm was... asking. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, so it was bigger than she had left in the past.
0: Yeah. Like, the night before yeah. or whatever. Because I think that that could be telling. Yes. And I think at this point in, I think we're about halfway through now, we can sort of talk about like, in the first episode, if I remember correctly, we were very, I don't know if she would have committed suicide. And after seeing all these signs of not telling anyone she was going on the ship, her history of mental health, which is so unpredictable, it's even, it's hard to get into of where yeah. she could have been at that stage in her life. And then leaving this stuff behind. hmm I think it, it... And
1: I... Well, and here's the thing. I, I Like, doing a true crime podcast, we are, of course, going to toe the line of, like, sometimes there has to be um, speculation. Of course. Because that's that's why people are interested in cases. They want to speculate and figure it out on their own. Like, everybody thinks they're their own sleuth, whatever. Right. But I think that, like takes out the space for sometimes it is people take their lives mm-hmm. and i just want to point out i, I am mean, i don't know yet where i stand on this case and yeah. I, I don't know that i ever will know where i stand on it um but i i just think it is important to say that like yes this may have been um foul play but it's also like sometimes people are depressed and you can't understand people's depression every time But I just feel that it is, like, something that we need to at least address is that, like, you know, you can't really speculate on if someone would have committed suicide or taken their life, you know? I think a lot of times you can say, like, well, the pieces don't fit together Mm -hmm. um, because we have this evidence that, like, they were planning a future or whatever, like... You know, there are times where it's like, yeah, I just don't
0: think that that's the case.
1: Yeah. But there could also be times where we don't think that's the case, but it could have been the case because
0: we we weren't in her head and we don't know what it was. Exactly. And we don't, there's not anything to indicate how her mind was during this time. It is Mm -hmm. a whole four It well, a whole objectively, subjectively, but it's like it's four years since that divorce and that depression and we don't know right. if it continued and or how it was. And depression is not
1: linear. It could Exactly. Just, you can have your days where you feel like you're relapsing and going backwards or you could have your days where you're feeling like what's depression you yeah. know like and, and you know it's different for everybody so I think it's just impossible for us to say like she wasn't depressed she mm-hmm. wouldn't have done that. You can't make a
0: like a blanket statement like right. that. Right. So, I couldn't find this on any sort of official news sources, but I did find this next piece of information on a pretty reliable blog by J.H. Moncrief. Um, And it was sort of Montero's account of how uh, Marion was, just like how she was not physically, like her personality. I don't know. Oh my God. (laughs) Domingo. Oh, (laughs) Damien. What is this? (laughs) I'm still Still being mean, girls. (laughs) This is Domingo Montero. Is
1: his name even Damien in Mean Girls? Um, it is, I okay, think. Okay, Okay. I'm like, where am I getting this goddamn name from? <laughs> Never said the name in my
0: life, but now I'm here saying Damien. Obsessed over it. Okay, Domingo. Yeah. Back, back to business. Domingo said he found Marion to be very personable, relaxed, and looking forward to the cruise. But he does say that Marion says... That she just planned to go upstairs, but specifically did not want to go into the dining room.
1: Oh, I remember mm-hmm. this.
0: Like, she did not want to go there at yeah. all. She just wanted to, like,
1: avoid so that this area. I
0: remember, is the reason why I was like, it's foul play. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned the same thing on the second night, and no one really knows why. But Montero, being the little saint that he is was like, that's fine. like just order some room service And she was like, bet and so she does right. She orders um, two sandwiches and that was the last time anyone saw Marion alive. Now there are sort of rumors, I guess and like speculation on Reddit and stuff of that I originally didn't want to put into the episode, but oh, I think, go off. Okay I so love basically a good rumor. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, so basically, some people thought that Marion was having an affair with someone on the ship. Okay. Like either this Domingo person or someone else who worked on the ship, and that's why she was trying to avoid that area. Hmm. Again. There's no way or like any facts behind it, but that is something that gets brought up a like lot. an
1: affair with like a married man or something. Like why oh, wouldn't
0: she... she was sleeping with someone on the But phone.
1: like why would she want to avoid the place that they're in? If she's like, romantic with them anyway. Well, that
0: brings in maybe something went wrong, maybe there's foul play, like who is that guy?
1: Right. And well, here's the thing that I remember stood out to me the first time is like she was very adamant about not wanting to go to the dining room. Mm-hmm. And then she ordered two sandwiches. Like, and I said this the first time around. Oh, you I'll did, say it I again. remember, yeah. I am not fat shaming. I love a good two sandwich night, you know? Right. I mean, today I had pasta twice. <laughs> so, if it's I pasta it's for lunch and pasta for dinner. I am not here to judge. But I am saying, I think that it is very possible, based on that, mm-hmm. that someone told her, we're not going to the dining room. Yeah. And then she ordered two sandwiches, one for herself and one for someone else. And then she met with foul play.
0: Yes. That's another thing that like to make your head jumble, rumble. Grumble? Tumble? Mumble? Are we rapper? <laughs> Stumble, mumble, fumble. Okay. Me, a poet. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even know it. Okay. Shut that. I'm so
1: sorry. didn't
0: Okay. Anyways, back to Marion. Um, Montero went above and beyond what was required of him. Simply put, I can't stress this enough, but cruise ships really don't give two shits about people. So for him to report her missing every single day, it's uh, like he was doing everything that he could. Well, and he must have been exhausted
1: Mm -hmm. because he's probably reporting it to the same person who doesn't give a shit and it's just... He's doing the best he can, but he's getting nothing. You know what I mean? It's like, no matter how passionate he is about it, he his hands are tied after what he's doing.
0: Exactly. Like, the issue is who he was reporting to. Right. And it was quoted so many times in my research that a supervisor told him to, quote, just do your job and forget it. And it's like, I make no excuses for that supervisor not reporting or not doing anything. Like, even if someone higher up had the same response, in the very least, they would have done all that they could as far as notifying the staff, maybe. Because Marion did have this, like, bright, red, wavy hair. So who knows? Maybe someone on the staff could have had um, the captain make a speech, look out for someone with red, wavy hair. Have you seen this woman? If you have any information, please, like, tell us. Like, a simple thing like that could have Why changed the game. Hasn't...
1: I just don't get it. I don't get, like, how... At this point, like, uh, I don't have words for it. I don't even know what I'm feeling. I'm just angry because I'm like, Domingo is clearly, like, relentless about it. And so why hasn't this created, like, any exigency in the staff to be like, you know what? Somebody knows that she's missing. You know what I'm saying? They feel so untouchable. I just don't get how they haven't felt broken by that, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. I'm
1: just so, I'm, like, angered by the no, lack No, it does, of because it's like, here. this is
0: just a simple thing, and you it fail to like do that. like they're so,
1: they feel so untouchable that they just don't realize, like, this person actually cares about her well-being, and he's checking up on it, and he, mm-hmm. like, the least we could do is give a shit about it, give it two minutes of
0: thought yeah of like oh like right just a simple announcement over the speaker like i feel like that could have changed the one fucking game. tiny
1: announcement being like if anyone sees this woman like please call the mm-hmm. front desk oh
0: especially because she had like a defining feature like the red wavy hair it irks my soul at the end of the seven days the supervisor finally informed someone higher up about marion being missing and in the end the cruise line officials decide it's best to just box up her belongings and give it all away. No one reported her missing after that, not to the police, the FBI, or even her family.
1: Disgusting. I mean, really, like, I like, maybe maybe nothing telling was part of her belongings, but, like, maybe there was. Or just give it back to have... the family. Right, and, like, it almost makes me feel like, was there something in her belongings that they didn't want the family seeing? Like yes.
0: <gasps> no, 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 no. Not me confirming. Just being oh. like, I, I, f- I feel and I think Jerry. the same. I'm sorry. I was like, you didn't say this last time. <laughs> I was like, there were fingerprints. Yeah. There was blood. A whole I hand. Wish. I wish I had. I don't know. So I'm just like, being dramatic. Yeah, of course. But I, I agree. I completely agree. Flash forward to where we left off with Marion's parents just finding out about all of this, really. I mean, it's been a couple of months later with no help from Royal Caribbean, Mm -hmm. and her dad hires a PI and contracts a Boston law firm to help find Marion. He spends more than $75,000 to find his daughter because no one else gives a shit. Mm. And it it just makes me think, what what if this family did not have the uh, money to afford that right you know what if they were like, less well off what would have they do the
1: resources but not everybody does
0: exactly like a, a lesser off family would have shit out luck like i guess like what yeah. are you supposed to do in that oh my god i know it's around <laughs> my nose it's ludicrous luda. <laughs> luda luda when i was 13, 13 i, I had my first love. love oh my god i have to cut that off <laughs> you don't Now, the P.I. Tim Schmolder did approach Celebrity Cruises for questioning, but was met with a lot of resistance, which is not a shocker to anyone. On November 4th, 2004, he went on the ship, but was prohibited from speaking to anyone on the ship. And they couldn't even provide, not they couldn't, they wouldn't provide the name of the steward that had taken care of Marion's room.
1: And not to mention the fact that if they had provided the name... Domingo would, without a doubt, be happy to talk to them and tell them what he knows. Mm-hmm. That was completely tactical on their
0: behalf because they wanted Domingo to keep his mouth shut. Fully. The PI was also prohibited from looking at any of the video footage. And mind you, the parents are still in the dark about the details, I just relate, about everything Domingo knew. All mm-hmm. they know at this point in time is that Marion is missing and she was last seen on this ship. So it's like, oh my God, they're holding back so much. Yeah. And it's not like he's asking for a lot besides interviewing some passengers and try to track down some crew members because he doesn't have a crime scene to go and investigate. That room has been cleaned by now. Like, spick and span. Right. There's nothing stuff there. stuff has been
1: given away. Like, everything. Exactly. Not to mention... And this is, like, something I'm just... I don't think I said this in the last episode. Okay. I don't remember. I think it might have been the Amy Lynn Bradley case. Okay. Where outside her window there was, like, the tarp kind of, like, awning thing. Yeah,
0: no. It was with this case as well. Okay. Where, not outside of her room, but near her room it opened to the deck Where a lot of people said, oh, that's where she committed. Like, she could have just jumped off that thing. Okay,
1: okay. So maybe it was this case that I'm thinking of. Um, But what I'm thinking is, like, even though that is a thing, we don't know what waters they were on. You know what I mean? so the crime scene is already gone because they've been – it's not like it's a hotel where it's just in one place and he can check the grounds and see, like, oh, she must have been taken from here. I mean, she could be in whatever waters – And you would have no idea because it's a cruise. And I know that that's very blatant, obvious information, but that is literally just the first time I've ever considered it, is that, like, her body could be anywhere in the water of wherever that ship went. And how do you trace that? Exactly. But at least if when she was reported missing, the cruise ship could have, like, marked their location so that if people did want to go looking for her in the waters, like they would know where to start. Mm.
0: They'd be like, oh, she went missing on this day. And like around that time, we would have been sailing across this right. water.
1: Exactly.
0: And unfortunately, Domingo Montero, I would have been prohibited from speaking to the PI regardless because cruise ships also have the... The... I was gonna say audacity. But it's like they can <laughs> well, bar, they, do. they can bar their workers from speaking. Um okay. to anyone.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Authority. Yeah,
0: authority. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But also audacity. <laughs> right. It's also worth mentioning that the family was told the cameras were said to auto delete every two to three weeks. Like for what? For
1: what? I am sorry, but that is a multi-million, if not billion-dollar company. You can afford a little bit of cloud storage. Mm. You can put your <laughs> fucking film in the goddamn <laughs> cloud and call it a goddamn day. If I can edit a podcast... I don't, by the way, you guys. Sherry <laughs>
0: edits.
1: If, if I can Jerry- podcast and keep all of our stuff you can bet your ass that the crews can keep their stuff Fully. this is like a, an argument all the time like oh the cameras they just auto delete i'm sorry but only a mom and pop bakery who doesn't make a lot of money can get away with saying that
0: not a line of cruises owned by royal caribbean not in right. my house just shut down my one house. boat
1: and then you can afford to pay for the fucking right.
0: cameras and it's worth it
1: Oh, my God. And they wouldn't even need to shut down a boat because they have all that money. I mean, maybe not during COVID, but guess what? This was 2004.
0: Right. So, you know, they were rolling it in. COVID wasn't even a thought yet. They were rolling it in. So the cruise line denied having any footage of Marion. And it wasn't until um, Carver, Marion's father, put in dozens of subpoenas, the first one being issued on December 2nd. That the cruise line finally gave in and answered his questions because they were obligated to. They were like, oh, shit, this guy just won't stop. And it's like, good. Like, give up what you know. What's it going to lose to you? Mm-hmm. Nothing. And so the Carvers discover basically everything that I um sort of relayed to you and more. So just to put this into perspective, it's been months since you've seen or heard from your daughter, right? You're pushing for information and all you know is that she was seen on this ship. So you push and push and eventually you hire a PI, which is no easy feat. Only to find out that, one, Marion had not only been reported missing, but it was reported the same day she freaking disappeared.
1: Yeah, that's infuriating.
0: And the supervisor, who the steward, aka nice man, Montero, reported this information to, had chosen not to tell a security officer about their daughter going missing. And he actually had a duty to report it. Like, it wasn't- So what do you mean by that? Like, he had a it was his job, it was his duty to report it if someone went missing. So it wasn't like, oh, like, so I can't do speak. Have they at have at
1: least an, that kind of
0: rule. To report it to security officers. But they just don't follow it. They just don't even do that. Not even that. Right? Infuriating. And even with all the backward laws on a cruise ship, the supervisor had a protocol in place that required him to report it to a security officer, and he just didn't. And it's, like, not even protocol is followed. I I, I don't want to go down the yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah,
1: it's just... Ugh. I mean, it's and so aggravating because it's, like, why even um, fight for them to have more laws if they don't even stand by the ones that they already have? Exactly. That's the thing that's so aggravating. And
0: eventually that supervisor does get fired, but it's, like, okay, what are we supposed to do with that? Great. Yeah. Also... After the PI recovered the official documentation, he found out that there actually was footage that wasn't deleted. So at the time that he was on the boat supposed to be investigating people, there was footage available on the ship of the days that Marion was on the ship, but, but they, they lied. deleted them after? Yeah, they lied.
1: <gasps> I cannot even wrap my head around how can so many people be complicit in something that is blatantly immoral and nobody spoke up. You know what I'm saying? I know. And it And I I I applaud Domingo for doing the right thing right away, but like weeks after the boat docked again in the states, like didn't couldn't he have like called the police and been like there was a person on this I mean, and I'm not saying, like, I know he probably didn't really understand the gravity of it, but, like, can no one do anything more than just call it a day after they were told to shut up? Right. Sorry, but, like, people tell me to shut up all the time. Do I do it? Not usually.
0: Not (laughs) Not usually. usually. But I agree. Sometimes, depends on the person. (laughs) Come at work, shut the hell up. Shut up. Okay, got it. Quiet. And it's only after they obtained all these documents from cruise line employees that they did see there were elements of a cover-up being put in place. Like, any information concerning about Marion, it was oddly, like I said, covered up. The footage, they had um, evidence of them deleting it before, of them not following protocol. So it's like, okay, is there something more sinister going on? Because why are you doing all this? Or is this just cruise ship fuckery, you know? It's, It's cruise ship fuckery through and through. The family also discovers that Marion never used the ship currency called a sea pass. And it took everything in me not to chuckle because what the fuck is a sea pass? You know what I mean? Uh, but a sea pass. All
1: right. Holding on to that for a second. Okay. Um, Never? What do never. you need? Could she eat on board with that? Like, she so did she use her own? What does the CPAS currency okay. do? So,
0: CPAS is like this type of credit card that's used for identification, and Marion was never recorded buying a drink or leaving the ship. The article. But she ordered I, room service. What did she use? Me, I, I'm i guessing her own card, or someone else's CPAS. That's another thing. Oh my God! Why'd you look at me so intently like know. that? Helen
1: gave me the look. You guys, I had two passes. And she goes today, or maybe I someone am else's on some different shit right now.
0: <laughs> she truly is. Mm-hmm. And the articles I read describe the card as only being used for drinks or other purchases, like I guess gift shop stuff. So I. I don't know how telling this is, but you are right. She could have easily used another person's CPAS or used her credit card. Like, she wasn't bound to just using that. Yeah. It's March 2005, and it's safe to say Marion's parents are fed the fuck up. So they decide to sue the Celebrity Cruise Line Company.
1: I love that. And also, I do want to touch on the fact her bank did see on her credit card statement that she was on the ship, so it is possible that she ordered food with her credit card. But it's weird to me that she wouldn't just use her Pass if there was money on that. Yeah. Okay, continue. Weird. So they sued, and then what?
0: In response to the lawsuit, Celebrity Cruises puts out a statement claiming that Marion committed suicide on the ship and jumped Overboard, and they say the reason they believe that is because quote the family told them, and they believed it happened. To which the film is like, oh no 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 no, we said that in the weeks after her divorce, she did enter a depression and threatened to harm herself. But keep in mind, it
1: sucks that the family even has to defend that because it's like they were just trying to be fully transparent but they that doesn't mean that they don't deserve an investigation that doesn't mean that that her body shouldn't be put to rest if they could potentially find it you know what i'm saying Well, like regardless of how she died she is a person who died and we like we should vet that to, to, her to find out to put her body to rest you know what i'm saying or at least have the justice and the closure of like saying that's how it happened or that's where it happened i think It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, of course. If somebody, if somebody killed her, they deserve to be, you know, fully responsible for it. But in regards to the cruise ship, um, it doesn't matter how she died. She died. So you better just do right by her. And and find
0: out if she did. Okay, show me proof that she did. Or or, even without
1: proof, it's just like, just give
0: us what you know, and then let people who are capable of doing
1: it investigate it just give us what you know. Stop being sketchy. Stop hiding it. Just tell us what you know. And then it's out of your hands. And you know,
0: if the parents said that to give context, to be like, hey, she does have this past. So help her.
1: That meant help
0: her. And in no way did that insinuate that they believe she committed suicide. They stand firm in saying that Marion, they believe Marion did not commit suicide. And so they, the company basically took this information and went public with it without any basis for how our mental health was at the time of her disappearance, which I think is a shitty fucking thing to do.
1: Oh, my God, yeah.
0: Another reason they say that they believe she committed suicide was because her cabin was near an open air deck. So, like, oh, easy access. She right. could have just jumped off. But it's, but it's like, okay. I again, mean, with those blanket statements. It's, uh, you can't, who are you? Who are could you? have?
1: Are you going <laughs> to say that every person ever that dies, like, oh, they just jumped off of the window that they had access to? Like, I have access to windows all day long. <laughs>
0: am I jumping out of them? No. no. Is it likely that I am? No. no. So can we just not? Please. Another theory that I haven't seen talked about is sex trafficking. Um, I think it's a bigger issue than we are led to believe. It is a billion dollar business and don't let anyone tell you different. And it happens (laughs) every single fucking day. And it's tragic. And it's, I I don't know. I think it's- Well, and here's my gripe about it.
1: You know, um- Marianne was in her stage of life where she just wanted to write fucking poetry and not give a shit about other people. She was, what, in her 30s or 40s? I think 40s, yeah. Like, could she just just live her life without having to be worried about sex trafficking? I mean, can we just, like, at, at the very least, I mean, I would love a world where we don't have to worry about sex trafficking no matter what, but at the very least, can you just, like, at least be in your 30s or 40s and not have to worry about it anymore? I get that, like... It's I know like probably well, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, and I know I'm what not you mean. saying I'm not saying it's okay, obviously, it's the worst thing I can think of, like that is my sex trafficking, no, and normally is the biggest night, and I have to tell my story on the podcast of like, how oh, I almost, yeah, we
0: should, yeah, we have to save that,
1: um, but I just I mean,
0: really, it's just where how do you hide from it? How do you get away if it there's no. It's so scary. I, I know, and it's like I don't. I also don't know if I want. I don't know the age, I guess, or like the pro, like whatever the fucked up age range that they normally let's go not for. And let to
1: understand it
0: exactly. <laughs> but all I know is that this happens every single day. Two women, and they disappear without a fucking trace. Yeah. So I, I, I'm reluctant to say that I can completely like rule that out. You know, of course, I don't think you ever can rule
1: it out yeah. because it's such a thing now, um, mm-hmm. and especially like the. The way that the world... I don't know. It, it's just getting worse. Yeah. I, I would hope that that's not on the radar of what could have happened to her.
0: But who who Me knows? Too. And other than that, other theories of what happened to Marion that often come up are, like we discussed, is suicide and murder or that she was met with foul play. But it's hard to even say what happened to Marion. But I think her father really puts it best... Um, in an interview he said to ABC News and that it's hard to say what happened to her. And the way that Royal Caribbean handled the case, they're never going to know the truth because right. it was handled so fucking poorly. It erased any opportunity for them to have closure. They made sure that no one could ever know what happened to her. Like, mm-hmm. it's still a mystery to this day. It's it's tragic. Ugh, um, I know. One positive thing, though, is that there are some... Badass people (laughs) who are working to lower the influence over this tax code, which prevents a lot of crimes from being investigated like Mm -hmm. this. And Kendall Carver himself, Marion's dad, founded a nonprofit organization that represents victims of crimes on cruise ships and their families. Period. Point blank. It's called International Crime... (laughs) i don't know it's called the international cruise victims association and carver even went on to have congress pass the cruise vessel security and safety act of 2010 which now requires cruise ships to one disclose information about missing passengers thank god two actually report crimes that happen on cruise ships and because like even that wasn't happening before and three they have a requirement for ships to be equipped with rape kits and HIV medication and automatic man overboard systems which all got passed on a nearly unanimous basis. So basically everyone was here for it. They're like, yeah. That sounds normal. Yep. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? I'm just looking at your notes because HIV what? HIV medications. Like medication for HIV? Right? You said medication. <laughs> and I was like, is that a okay. word? I'm I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> I meant HIV medications. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I cause... had
1: to point that out because I was genuinely like, do I not Look, know a word? if
0: you I... heard it n- ten, nine times, <laughs> someone else heard it too. And I just like to go on record saying HIV medications <laughs> is what I meant to say.
1: No, but I, I, and I'm not trying to ruin the beautiful moment because that is beautiful work that Kendall has done And we're only hoping that these kind of things don't um, shock people in the future. Like, these things should be things that we expect. Um, And, you know, I I would hope... I mean, I think today we have more laws just because of how much this has happened in the past. Um, But And it's sad because we'll never really have the answers. We'll never know if these laws would have mattered. We don't know if Marion... Did take her life, and you know, if she did, like that is so sad and important on its own to talk about. Um, it doesn't take away from the fact that she's worthy of talking about and learning about and um loving, but it's just the family could have had closure if
0: the cruise ship had just done been complicit yeah, in, been compl- in the right thing. Couldn't have said it better myself now. Another happy thing is that back in Arizona where Marion's family is from, um the Paradise Valley United Methodist Church in Arizona is a mouthful, they made a bronze statue to remember Marion called The Gift of Life, which is based on a poem she wrote titled The Butterfly. Beautiful. And I just thought that was beautiful. It makes me wanna cry. Isn't I it? just love I it's 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 a it's very heartwarming and yeah. I do have something else to tell you. Now, police did, there is an update to this case. Um, I forgot how long ago, I'll try to either put it in the notes, but it was, I think, a couple of years ago that police found the, sus- found the bones of a deceased victim that were recently found on Mary Island in Canada. And they I haven't found any updates to confirm whether this was Marion Carver, but there are talks saying that this could be her and it's that's like all I know. Oh my goodness. Like there isn't any I don't know if the boat passed near Mary Island or if um or what, but a lot of people online and like a bunch of reports are saying that they believe it could be Marion. Wow. But nothing has confirmed it yet. Okay, so, I
1: mean, this episode won't come out for a few weeks, so if you have any I updates, know. please add it to the end, because this is amazing, and I, I mean, not amazing, of course, but, like, no, but like I, I mean, it's the closure, family- the family is owed closure, and I would just, of course, the best thing would be that it, you know, it wasn't foul play and that, you know, Marion went out on her own accord I would think that that's the best case scenario, but but who knows? And and whatever the family is hoping for, I hope that that happens for them. But at the very least, I think that these people deserve closure because it has been almost twenty years, and they deserve it. They, they need deserve it. it. Her daughter deserves it. Thanks for listening. You can catch us on Instagram at the Chalkline Pod, Twitter at the Chalkline Pod, and follow along with our YouTube channel.
0: The link is in our Instagram bio. Tune in next Thursday for another story.